the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Praise the Lord. Happy Lord's Day. And as this is officially Sunday morning and it's New Year's Eve, I will wish you a happy, happy, blessed New Year. Yes, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour, and you're listening to 99.5 FM KKLA. We're coming to you live uh, from our studios here in Glendale, California. So again, happy Lord's Day, happy New Year, and let's get into the program with prayer. The first thing we want to do is just get before the Lord in prayer. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity of being with you tonight on the air. Lord, that you would just take control for this next hour. Lord, that you would use this next hour for your purpose, for your plan, for your glory, to bless your people. That there would be, Lord, your blessing tonight. That there would be your power tonight. That, Holy Spirit, you would speak to us tonight, Lord. That we would lift up prayers, Lord, unto you, Father. That we would lift our needs to you, Lord. That you would just do miraculous things tonight, Father. And I pray for this new year, Lord, this coming year, 2018. I pray that you would pour out your spirit upon your people. Lord, that there would be a great revival in the land, Lord. A revival, Lord, calling for holiness, righteousness, obedience, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would do a mighty work tonight. Use this program, Lord, for your purpose, for your glory. In Jesus' name, bless your people. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and we'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls and talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. So if you have a prayer request, if there's something you want to pray about, if there's something that you just want to put before the Lord tonight, I encourage you, call in tonight. The number is one 995 That's one 995 for the live on-the-air calls for your prayer requests. Uh, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, then call in tonight. And let's stand in the gap. Let's stand in that gap for for the people that you know who need prayer, people that have asked you to pray for them. Let's pray for them together on the radio tonight, right now. So call in tonight if you have a need, if there's something you want to put before the Lord. If there's a need that you have in this new year, if there's something you want to pray about for this new year, then I encourage you to call in tonight and let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. You know, I love the, it says, I will lift my eyes up to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. All of our needs, all of our desires, God knows all of your needs and all of your desires. He knows that he's your help. He's the mighty God of Israel who never slumbers or sleeps. He hears your prayers. He said in Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, he said, when you seek me with all your heart, you shall find me. I shall be found by you, declares the Lord. So let's seek him tonight in prayer. Let's seek him tonight for his word. You know, if you have a, like I said, if you have a prayer request, or now if you have a Bible question, if there's something you want to ask about scripture, about theology, about doctrine, about world religions, the cults, whatever is your question tonight, call in tonight. Let's look for the answer together. The number is one 888 995 5552. That's 1 888 995 5552 for the live on air calls. If you have uh, something you want to put before the Lord in prayer, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. If you have a Bible question, let's look in the Word and see what the Bible says to answer your question. You know, I was saying about prayer, we have a couple of prayer requests that we want to get to. We want to pray for, for Angelo Parker. And his family, our sister Valerie, went home to be with the Lord earlier this month. And we just want to pray peace and comfort upon his family. We also want to pray for Pastor Safka, who's going to be going for surgery this Wednesday. So we want to keep Pastor Safka in prayer for the surgery. And also, everybody with the flu. You know, It seems like everybody's down with the flu. My daughter Natalie's at home, and uh, she hasn't been feeling well with the flu. So we want to pray for Natalie and everyone who's suffering with the flu, that the Lord would just... Bless and heal. So, Father, we pray. We come to you. We look to the mountains. We look up. We look up. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. You are our ever-present help, our strength, our power. You're our healer. You're our everything, Lord. And I just pray, Father, for Yeso, for Angelo, for Daniel, for Denise, for Nicole, for Sean, Joey. Lord, I pray for the kids, Noah, and Bell and, and Allison, I just lift them up before you, Lord. And we ask that your peace, your comfort would be upon them, that you would get, to, get them through this time of mourning and sadness, Lord, and that you would bring back joy into their hearts. Lord, that you would be the joy, that they, the fulfillment of their joy, that you would comfort them, and that you would get them through, Father. Bring them through, Lord. I just pray your peace, your strength, your power upon them. Lord, we pray for Pastor Safka. Lord, that you would heal him through the surgery. Lord, that everything would go well. We need healing. We desire your healing. And we pray for everybody with the flu, Lord. Everybody suffering with sickness or disease. I just pray your healing, Father, your protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for keeping our family in prayer uh, as, as we go through this time of, of mourning. 
but we know that uh, the Lord is faithful, and we thank God for salvation because when anyone who knows the Lord, anyone who has a relationship with Jesus Christ leaves this earth, they close their eyes in this, on this, in this world, and they open their eyes seeing Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, for, for the salvation that you've brought. We thank you for the assurance of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. And if you have a prayer, if you, ha- if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. Our, phones, our phone lines are all lit up, so if you get a busy signal, just keep calling. And I want to just to tell David and Jeremiah and Ged, Bailey, just keep holding, and we'll get to your calls just a just a minute. I just have a few announcements. We want to keep uh, keep you aware that we have a, a Friday night prayer meeting that we do every Friday night in Arcadia. So if you're in the area, if you'd like to come out and worship with us, we'd love to see you out there. Uh, we worship every Friday night in Arcadia. Uh, we come out and we just get before the Lord in prayer in worship. We get into His Word. We're studying First uh, Corinthians right now. We're going through a, a chapter by chapter study of First Corinthians. We'll talk a little bit about it tonight. But uh, come out and worship with us. Come out and visit. Come out and and and, and be with us on Friday nights. It's at eight o'clock every Friday night. The address is eight o five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's eight o five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Um, uh, it's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway, get off at Santa Anita, go north on Santa Anita, one block to Foothill Boulevard, make a right turn, go one more block to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us on the right-hand side. We're on the corner of Forest and First Avenue at 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. So come out and visit. Come out and pray with us. Come out and worship with us. We'd love to have you out there. We also get together Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., for the Hills Church uh, service uh, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Pastor Walter Hoffman is a pastor. So if you're looking for a church on Sunday mornings, uh, we'd love for you to come out. Uh, it's the same address, 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. And don't forget about our podcast. If you've missed any of our programs and you'd like to catch up or you'd like to share the program with somebody, go to kkla.com, look for the podcast page, scroll down, and you'll see us, the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, you can also hear us. Um, on the KKLA app. It's a free app for your smartphone, for your iPad. So uh, download the free app, and you'll be able to get everything that's going on at KKLA, and there's a lot. You know, uh, just uh, uh, coming up next February uh, will be our men's gathering in Arcadia, and then also the Frank Sontag uh, men's gathering that's going to be going on uh, also in February over at uh, uh, Dudley Rutherford's church in Simi Valley, Shepherd of the Hills Church, I think it's called. But uh, a lot going on, so get that KKLA up and keep uh, keep up with what's going on here at the radio station. There's a lot of stuff going on, uh, and I'm sure you'll be blessed by it. So, again, if you'd like to call in tonight, uh, you can call in at one 995 That's one 995 for the live on-air calls. If you have a question about uh, Christianity, a question about the Bible, the cults, the world religions, whatever is going on, uh, whatever you need to talk about tonight, we'd love to, to, to field your question. Also, if you need prayer, you know, we stand in the gap for prayer. We want to stand in the gap for prayer tonight. So if you need prayer, call in. It's 888-995-5552. I see up on the message board, uh, we have a question. When we die, 
are we aware that we've died or that we've passed on? Yeah, yeah, we're aware. I think of the, the, the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, the rich man was suffering uh, in torment while Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. He was enjoying paradise, and they both knew where they were. Uh, in fact, uh, La- uh, the rich man even asked if, uh, if uh, Abraham would send Lazarus back uh, to earth to, to talk to his brothers. He had, other, he had brothers that he didn't want to end up where he was. So he knew that he passed on. He was aware. We're very conscious. You know, the, 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 your consciousness doesn't stop. Your awareness doesn't stop. You know, uh, when, when we pass on, when we, when we go to be with the Lord, when those who are saved go to be with the Lord and those who are unsaved go into judgment, uh, you, they know where they're at, you know. So uh, I would just uh, think about that, you know, the, the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Go back and read that. Uh, if you're asking the question, go back and read that and see how aware they were. You know, there's so many things in that in that scripture right there. You know, uh, uh, the, 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 the rich man, he knew who Lazarus was. He recognized Lazarus. He even recognized Abraham. He knew who Abraham was. So there's an awareness there uh, that a lot of people don't understand. There's an awareness there. So yes, the when you when you pass on from this earth, you know what's happened. Well, let's go to our phone lines. If you'd like to call in tonight, it's 888-995-5552. For the live on your calls, we're going to go to our first caller and we're going to talk to David. Hi David, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? How are you doing, Sam? Doing okay. How are you doing? I'm okay. I want to ask you a question. The Bible says Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder how, how do we resist the devil? I heard it said that if you um, sub- resist the devil by submitting to Christ, how do we resist, resist the devil by <coughs> submitting to Christ? Well, you know, I would just use that that same scripture. It, it says, "Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee." Please how please. do you submit to God by obe- by obeying His word? Okay. You obey in obedience to God. You're submitting to God by surrendering your life to God. You're 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 uh, submitting to God. Okay. So our life is you know we we compartmentalize so much of our life. Like okay, Lord, you can have this and you can have that, but don't touch this. Yeah. You know, like there's different rooms in our heart, and we have to open every door in our heart to God. Nothing can be close to Him. You know, it's like, Lord, like, Lord, you know, I'll give you, you're Lord of my life with my family, with my church, but not in my business, you know, in my work. You know, I have to do what I have to do as far as work. I can compromise with my work. I can compromise in my business. Well, th- that's not true. That's true. You know, we, we, we have to live our lives with every door of our heart open and submit Amen. it to God. And, you know, the, the Bible says in all that you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. You know, we live our life as unto the Lord, and that's what it means. You know, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And you know, when I think of of, of Jesus when he was in the uh, in the wilderness, being yeah. tempted by by Satan, what did he do? He always turned to God's word. And when we get tempted, when when things come against us, we need to go back to God's word every time, every time. So I I hope that helps, David. It does help. And another question: Does the Bible say that? And Jesus will keep in perfect peace those who keep their minds stayed on him. How do we keep our minds stayed on Christ and God? Well, I think of uh, the scripture in Philippians that says, uh, Be anxious for nothing. 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, I just read a, a sign as I was coming into this, uh, a little sign that was on somebody's that says, uh, worry less and pray more. You know, if, if we want our, if we really want God to guard our hearts and our minds, we need to worry less and just rest in him and trust in him. Now, that's easier said than done. And, you know, I'm guilty of, of, of worry. I'm guilty of fear, you know, th- of things. But what I have to do always is remember that God's in control in everything. And, you know, the anxiety that we have, the fears that we have, we just bring them before the Lord in prayer. You know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. And that word everything means everything. Yeah. You know, the big things, the little things, the things in the middle, whatever is going on that's causing you anxiety, whatever is causing you worry and fear, we just bring to the Lord in prayer and, and, and rest in him that he has the answer. Amen? Thanks a bundle. I really appreciate your answer. Okay, David. Thanks for calling. And we're going to go to our next caller and talk to Ann. Hi, Ann. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Oh, hi. How are you? Doing well. I'm glad. I just want to say before, I have a prayer request, but I want to say it tickles my heart so much to hear you on the radio and to know that you're there. I just get so joyously happy when I hear your show and your voice and the kindness and compassion in your heart. It just makes me happy. Oh, thank you. You're very kind just wanted to say that to you. Um, This is a prayer request. I'm calling for my eyesight. Um, There's a lot going on with it, and um, I don't know how much to say. I've never had a prayer request on this. (laughs) Well, you said it all, you know. uh, You said you're having trouble with your eyesight, so that's the Lord. You know, you don't have to to give us the details. God knows the details. He really does. And you just said you're having trouble with your eyesight, and that's that's enough to come just to come to the Lord in prayer about. So, Father, I just pray for Anne, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you that we can come to you and pray and seek you for your healing, Lord. I pray your healing upon Anne's eyesight, Lord. We don't know what's going on, but you do, Lord. You know what the ailment is. You know what the problem is. And, Lord, you have the ability to heal the the eyesight. You have the ability, Lord, to heal, Lord, blindness. You have the you can heal glaucoma. You can heal uh, all manner of sickness and disease. And I just pray, Lord, that you would open Anne's eyes, Lord, that you would give her perfect eyesight, Lord, that she would be able to see clearly, Lord, to function clearly, to know, to see, to, to just do everything that you desire her to do, Lord. And I pray that you would be glorified in her healing, Lord, that there would be a miraculous working of your Holy Spirit upon her life right now, Lord, and that she would be blessed from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, and that those eyes, Lord, would function the way you created them to function, to see clearly, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Well, God bless you, my sister. Thank you for calling in tonight. Oh, thank you, beloved of God. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Well, praise the Lord. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Ged. Hi, Ged. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, this is Ted, T-E-D. Ted. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, how can we help you, Ted? No problem. Um, Listen, uh, one thing I wanted to ask a question about was uh, about the dead. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5, it says, The dead know not anything. Okay? 
Right. And and it also says in Revelation in the New Testament that there will be a resurrection of the dead. Right. Okay. So is it? I'm kind of confused with that st- that statement because uh, a lot of people say you know when you die you go straight to heaven mm-hmm. or, and you're around and you're able to communicate or watch your you know your posterity your people and people pray or ask questions of the dead, you know, when they go visit the grave and stuff like that. But if this were true, what would be the purpose of a resurrection mm-hmm. of the dead? Okay, well, the purpose of the, uh, first of all, the purpose of the resurrection is at the end time, okay? <coughs> it's, okay. The, it's at the, it's at the, the, the resurrection of the dead is for judgment. Now, the, the, the dead in Christ will not be judged, Okay, but we will be glorified. In Corinthians, it says that in the twinkling of an eye, the the corruptible shall put on incorrupt will be changed. Right, so we'll be we'll be glorified the way Christ was glorified in His resurrection. The the the, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Right, that's in that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the air. Right, that's that's in that's in Thessalonians. That's talking about the rapture. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that, but then. If you're already in heaven, mm-hmm. why would you have to come back to, to the earth to be changed? Okay, because when we leave this earth now, okay, when the, when the when Christians leave this earth now, we leave in spirit. We don't have a physical body. We have we we leave we 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 we, 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 we we're in the spirit form. Okay, we're spirit. We okay. even though even though you we're recognizable. And we can feel and touch and 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 be known and and we have a consciousness. We're in spirit, but that spirit or that soul at the end time will be reunited with this body that was once on the earth, the physical body, and we will be resurrected just as Christ was resurrected when He was resurrected on the third day, and we will be glorified. Uh, we will have glorified bodies for eternity, just the way Christ has an eternal glorified body now you see so it's not like we 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 don't know anything uh in heaven when we leave this earth we do know we know the presence of god we know what it's like to be in his presence and to be in heaven and to enjoy all of all of the uh the things that are going on in heaven okay but we don't but we can't but 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 wait a minute wait but the dead can't communicate with the living and the dead don't know what's going on on the earth, because okay. think because think of this. Think of this, and this is this is a really this is this is something I really have a hard time grasping. But the Lord showed me this many many years ago. We we're 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 on this earth right now, and we're in a time space continuum. Okay, we live in time, but once you leave this earth and you're in God's presence, you're no longer in time. It's not like yes. people are up there waiting for their loved ones. Because if, if somebody dies today, and they're in the presence of God, and then a loved one doesn't die for 50 years, it's not like 50 years passed in heaven and they've been waiting for 50 years. It's just like they just got there. Yeah, you know? it's like a day. A day is a thousand years to the Lord. It's right. It's just, just as a day. Right. It's not like they're waiting for, for things to happen. There's no time in heaven. They're not living in a time-space continuum the way we are. We're trapped in time here. You know they don't. Yeah. Me- you know time isn't measured in heaven, the way it's yeah, measured. Day and 
night. We have the sun and right. you know, the dark and, and the moon. We have day and night, 24 right. hours. So it's like, it's like if, if somebody gets to heaven tonight, right now, as we're speaking, which people are dying, you know, people are, are, are leaving this earth all the time. And then somebody doesn't. Somebody else who they know doesn't doesn't die for fifty years. When they get there, it's like they both just got there at the same time. You know what I mean? It's not like they're waiting for people to to come up to heaven. It's it's a, it's a it's a weird thing. It's a it's a it's a difficult concept to to get your head on head around. But so it's when, it, that's the, the I believe that's the way it is. There's no time in heaven the way we they don't measure time in heaven the way we measure it here on earth. So then the soul never dies. The soul never dies. Nobody is, you know, nobody really dies. When we when we leave this earth, when our soul leaves this body, we continue. Whether we're whether we're Christians or non Christians, the Christians, those who know Christ, go on to be with Christ in heaven. Those who reject Christ, they go on to be to be judged. So and that the, means that hell is eternal. Hell is eternal. Jesus spoke about an eternal hell. And as hard as that is to to uh, to understand that there will be everlasting torment for those who reject Jesus Christ. And it's not God's fault. It's not like God sends people to hell. People go to hell uh, uh, by their own choice because God honors the way they lived here on earth. And if you lived separated from God your entire life here on earth, why shouldn't you live separated from God in eternity? Well, you see what I mean? It's kind of harsh for a loving God to punish people for 70 years. Well, it's not and, like... It, and punish them for eternity, well, you know, forever and ever. But, that seems kind of harsh. Well, that doesn't seem like God's character. Well, God, see, see but, but you got to remember something. It Was it God's character to send his son to, to live on this earth and to die on a cross to forgive our sins? You know, he sent his best. He sent his son to die on a cross, to forgive yeah. our sins. Now, if we reject that, if we reject that great of a sacrifice, yeah, you know, then why shouldn't we, if we reject Jesus Christ here on earth, why, shouldn't, why, why wouldn't God reject us from coming into his eternal heaven? It's not like God sends people to, to hell. He doesn't send people to hell. No, he, he, said, he said he was not willing to any should perish. That's right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. God desires all men to, to be in his presence, to come into heaven. But men or humans, uh, mankind, uh, some will choose not to be in God's presence. God, you know, some will choose to reject Jesus Christ. Some will choose well, like to live separate from God here on earth, so that so so they carry on they carry on that that, that decision even into eternity. You know, we make eternal decisions here on earth. You know, when we accept oh, when we serious. when we accept Christ, we make an eternal decision. You know, I we have one of the you know those who preach the word have one of the best and worst jobs in the world. Because when, 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 when God uses us to bring somebody to the Lord, to lead somebody to Christ, that you're leading that person to an eternal destiny, eternal destiny of, of, of being in God's presence. And there's no better feeling in the world than when, when the Lord uses you to lead somebody to Christ because you know you've made an eternal uh, uh, impact on that person's life. They've accepted Christ. They've received the Lord. They've gotten salvation. And it's the worst job in the world, too, when people reject the message of salvation, because that's an eternal decision yeah. also. You know, well, God, I've got a heavy question, one last one, if you may. Sure, go ahead. 
Okay, all right. Now, Lucifer was in heaven before he fell. That's right. Okay? And there are many people who, uh, Adam and Eve, they were perfect. Yes, they were. They sinned. Is it possible for Lucifer or Satan to deceive Christians into thinking that they're saved and tricking them into believing that they think what they're doing is right and they're not right? Well, that's like you said, that's a heavy question. And Jesus said that there will be many who come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord. And, did we not do this and did we not do right. that? Right. And he will say, what did he say to them? Away from me because you... you you workers of iniquity, I never knew. I, I never knew you. He said, "I never knew you." Now, is, did, 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 can Christ really say that he never knew somebody? What he's saying is, we never had a relationship. Maybe you cast out demons in my name. Maybe you prayed for the sick in my name. Maybe you preached in my name, but you didn't do it with me. You didn't do it with me because we never had a relationship. You never really uh, surrendered your life to me. He said, "I never knew you," and, it's, and that, that 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 phrase, "I never knew you," means that, that we never had a relationship. Now, what did Christ say in John seventeen? He said, "And this is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom He has sent." That's the same. That's the same. Uh, uh, that's the same phrase. To know God. To know God is to have a relationship with him, to surrender your life to him, to be in obedience to him, to walk with him. And these people who did these things in Jesus' name never knew God. They never had a relationship with Christ. They never really gave their life to Jesus Christ. So there are people today that might think they're Christians, but are not walking according to, 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 to the word of God, not walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're not walking in a... If you're the not walking in... that you talked about, uh-huh. okay, uh, he, told, he tells him that when I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. When I was hungry, right. you fed me not. When I was naked, you gave me nothing to wear. Right. He says also that when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, right. Right. you've done it unto me. Right. So apparently, love for your fellow man is the a, is a most predominant Requisite, yep. love to God and yep. love to your fellow man are the predominant yep. requisites to get into heaven. Yep. Is yeah. that true or not? Absolutely. You, 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 know, you have to love the Lord. You know, the, the, when, when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, he said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. And I say love is not an emotion. Love, no. you know, the word the, love is a verb. It's an action word. Don't tell me it's not what you say; it's what you do. You know. He says to love your enemies for goodness. Love your, sake. yep. Love your enemies and pray for those who who, who would want to use you. Right. So and do good to them. So you know the the whole thing is loving God and loving others. You know, and 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 just walking with the Lord, knowing God. You know, he's, Jesus said, "If you if you if you if you love me, you will obey me." You will keep my commandments, and they'll know you. They they'll know you are Christians by your love. That's how. That's wow. how. You know. That's how. That's how the world will know that we are truly sold out to Christ when we show love. You know. Now, last last thing, if I may, if I may, please endure me. I'm not perfect. I want to be perfect. You know. Mm-hmm. I want to help others. You know, and I'm dismayed because I think I can't seem to. You know, I'm trying, but I need prayer. 
Well, let's pray. Let's pray, Ted. Oh, thank you. Father, I just pray for my brother Ted, who's searching and seeking for you, Lord, with all his heart. Lord, he's asking questions, and I hope, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you would give him the answers that he's seeking in his heart. Lord, that he would know you in a true way, Father. Lord, that it wouldn't be uh, 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 just words said, but that it would be something in his heart, Lord, that just... Just, just, just that there's a born again experience, Father, in his heart, that he Amen. would truly know you, Lord, and that he would truly serve you with all his heart, Father, that he would Amen. surrender to you totally and completely. Like you said, Lord, we're not perfect, Lord, but, but, but Father, you make us perfect. You make Amen. us perfect through the blood of Christ. And I, I pray for the, for the, the working power of the Holy Spirit in Ted's life and all of our lives, Lord, that we Amen. would seek you that we would seek you and find you. You said, Lord, when we pray and seek you with all our heart, that we would find you. You declared that. You said, this thus declares the Lord, that when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. You said, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, that as we seek you, as Ted seeks you, that he would find you more and more in his life, Lord, that more and more you would be the center of his life, Lord, and that all things would revolve around you, Father. So I just thank you and I praise you, Lord, for the salvation that you brought into our lives. And I pray, Lord, that we would share this salvation and that we would share your love. Lord, that that love would not be just a word that we speak, but it would be an action that we do. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Hey, thanks for your call, Ted. You brought me joy. Thank you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, too, and all that you do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You have a happy new year. <laughs> you too. Okay. It may be our last one, so we better repent. <laughs> That's you right. You never know. Okay, man. <laughs> God bless. All right. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's go back to the phone lines and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, Sammy. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How can we help you tonight, Jeremiah? Hey, that was awesome time. That was a good time we had at Steve Johnson on Christmas Eve. Yes, it was a very blessed time. Okay, well. No, I got I got a couple questions, and then I wanted okay. you to pray for me. Okay. Okay. I wanted to ask you something. Why did they call him Safka, the pastor? Why did they call him that name? Just because curious. Let's go. Safka. His real name is Sammy. Well, his okay, his his name is Sam Mitchell, but Romanes Bushel Safka. So Gajikani Nava is Romani Nava. It's like uh, okay. Kolya or uh, Yoano or Yanko. Those those are Romanina. Okay, I understand that. Okay. And then I had another question. Are you guys related to Steve Johnson or no? No, there's there's no uh, no relation. We're brothers in the Lord. So, no, I'm just asking. Okay, yeah, okay. Sammy, how's everybody doing? I was doing, doing okay, Jeremiah. How can we pray for you tonight? Uh, just pray for me. I want you guys to pray for this new year to be better and for everybody to change and and hopefully this new year will get more better. Amen. Mugodel, we just come before you, Devla. We thank you and we praise you, Mugodel. You got us through 2017, Mugodel, and I pray that, that 2018 will be a better year, Mugodel, a more blessed year, Mugodel, a, a year spent more in your presence, Mugodel. That you would bless Jeremiah and his mom, Mugodel, for this year, that all things would go well, Mugodel. That, the, that that your power, your 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 healing, your prosperity would be in Jeremiah's life, Lord, and that all would go according to your will and your purpose and your plan. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Jeremiah. And I had another, and I had another thing to say. Oh yeah, Nancy's doing better now. Praise Nancy. the Lord. I'm glad to hear that. We've been praying she for got Nancy. Got out of the hospital. She's feeling good. Good. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for that praise I'll report. Keep Nancy and Lonnie in your prayer. God bless. We will. You. God bless. And we're going to go to our next call and talk to Bailey. Hi, Bailey. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Pastor Gypsy. God bless. God bless you, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Pastor Gypsy. Uh, I need a prayer request for my brother and and his girlfriend. Okay. They're going to a court in January, and me and my mom were Okay, what, what's your brother's name? Uh, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy Hernandez. Okay, let's pray for Rudy right now. Father, like, we, we they come... Don't go to... Go ahead. They, they won't go to court or jail, and and his girlfriend, too, mm-hmm. that they, um, they don't end up in jail. And my sister, uh, also my sister, that she don't get her car ripple, mm-hmm. and she have a, a, good, a good job, stable, and for me... That uh, I'm taking the the EMT class again mm-hmm. because this is my first semester, but I have to repeat it again. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord, and we put these requests before you. You said, "Be anxious for nothing, but in all things and everything, through prayer and supplication, to make our requests known unto you." So we pray for Rudy, Lord, that your will would be accomplished and done for him and his girlfriend, Lord, Lord, that you would bless them and that your perfect will would be accomplished in their life. We pray for 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 Bailey's sister, and we pray for Bailey, Lord, that you that he would do well in his EMT class, Lord, and that he would pass this class, Lord, and that he would go on, Father, to find work and to find a career, and that you would just bless him, Lord, that you would bless his going out and his coming in, Father, and that you would manifest yourself to him in many ways, Lord, that his relationship with you would grow and get closer, Lord, and that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, Lord. Bless 2018, Lord, for Rudy and his family. And I thank you for Bailey and and, and and all the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Bailey. All right. God bless uh, you. More... What's that? I have one more question. Okay. Um, um, just pray for my, my other family, too. What's that? Can I get a prayer for my other family? Sure. Uh, uh, she one of them is a backsliding Christian. Mm-hmm. She's very stubborn. Well, let's pray, Father. I just pray for this backsliding person, Father, that you would bring repentance into their life, Lord, that they would turn to you, Father, Lord, as a prodigal son turned back to his father. I pray that this person would turn back to their to their heavenly Father. Lord, the, the, you're the Father who loves and who embraces and who is the God of second and third and fourth chances, Lord. You're the God of grace and mercy. And I just pray that your grace and mercy would be upon this person and that your Holy Spirit would bring them to repentance, Lord, and they would come back to a full relationship with you, Lord. I just pray your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay, Bailey. God bless you. God bless. Good night. And a happy new year. Happy new year to you, too. Thank you. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Angie. Hi, Angie. You're on the air. How can we help you? Hello? I need prayers. I need prayers, and I want to say I thank you for your ministry. I listen to you every Saturday. Oh, praise God. And I need prayers because I have severe, severe 
arthritis on both my legs, I, and I'm in pain even when I walk with a walker. And I also want to pray for my son, Angel Granados Jr., who is experiencing many difficulties and medical problems as a diabetic. I appreciate your prayers. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, and God bless you. God bless you, Angie. Father, we just pray for Angie, Lord, that you would relieve her from this pain of arthritis. Lord, it's such a debilitating disease, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that you would intervene and that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit, Lord. The power of your Spirit would just touch her life, Lord, and heal her from arthritis, Lord. And I pray for Angel, Lord, that whatever's going on in Angel's life, Lord, that you would bring healing, that you would bring prosperity, that you would show your favor upon Angel and Angie, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for your ministry. God bless I you. I listen to you, and I love you. Thank, thank you. you. God Angel. bless you. God bless you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's go back to the phone line and talk to... Let's talk to Rico. Hi, Rico. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yeah, hey. Blessings to you. Blessings to A you, sir. Named... Thank you. A guy named David called, and he mentioned about, you know, sometimes the struggle is sin. Something right. Something to encourage is that in Romans... Um, 1221 overcome evil with good and how we do that we start praying for um the other person that we might be struggling with mm -hmm. even if it's lust or something else pray pray for the salvation of that person or pray for um god to bless them because once we start realizing that they're they're god's masterpiece and they're they're created in god's image and likeness it's hard to sin against them or think about sin against them and that even talks about that within the greatest commandment Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and, and it, love your neighbor. And it goes along with what we were saying about Lord, Lord, and when Jesus said, when have you fed me, or when have you come to me and, and, and visited me, he says, uh, the scripture you're talking about, uh, Romans uh, 12 says, but if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. And that, that's not a derogatory term. It means there's going to be conviction on that, this person, and you're going to show them the love of Christ, and they could turn to Christ. It says, do not overcome, do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So you're so right. We, we, we overcome the enemy by doing good and by serving Christ and serving people. Love the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor, neighbor as you love yourself. Absolutely, and that goodness you could you, the litmus test for that too is the fruits of the spirit. And thinking about the kindness, gentleness, amen, peace, amen. And, um, thank you. And what I need prayer for is I've been been doing ministry work and been traveling the U.S. I'm helping young adults dealing with cancer, mm -hmm. um, and I've actually. I have been out on the road for the last 19 months, and I'm home for at my mom's house for the next couple weeks. But um, just prayer for funds, because, like, my insurance is just suspended right now. Um, and also pray that God would bring in the funds so that I could hire staff, uh, at least one person to help me grow this a little bit more. I've been setting up clubs on college campuses. Um, legislators have been talking to me. One's going to be introducing two pieces of legislation and stuff. And so um, to basically help save people's lives and help um, make it that people Amen. can have kids in the future too. So there's let's, well, let's, awesome stuff. Well, like a, well, let's pray, Rico. Father, I just pray for Rico and the work that he's doing, Lord, that you would provide, Lord, the, the financial assistance, Lord, that he needs. 
Father, I just pray for every one of his financial needs, Lord, that you would provide supernaturally, Lord, from places unknown, from unexpected places, Lord, that he would receive the funds that he needs to pay his insurance and to do the things that he needs to do, Lord, that he desires to do in service to you and your people. I pray for this, for this, for his ministry, Lord, that this ministry would grow and that you would use it, Lord, for your glory, Lord, to, to just enhance Amen. people's lives, Lord, and just use it, Lord, to, to bring comfort to those who are suffering with cancer, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring somebody, Lord, a volunteer, even somebody who would help, Lord, in, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the assistance, Lord, of this work, in this ministry, Lord. I pray for growth. I pray for prosperity. And I pray, Lord, that you would use him, Lord, to comfort and to aid those who are in need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you, and Happy New Year, Rico. God bless. Uh, Let's go to our next uh, caller and talk to Laurie. Hi, Laurie. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Okay, I'm going to put Laurie on hold, and we'll get back to Laurie, and we'll get back to our our phone calls. If if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. We're going to go into our study tonight and uh, with the time remaining that we have. And if you're holding on, please hold and we'll, uh, we'll get to you after the broadcast. But, you know, we're in, we're in 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Uh, we've been studying Corinthians. And up until now, you know, Paul has been talking to the Corinthian church. And he's been uh, talking to them about uh, his authority and reminding them of the time he spent with them in Corinth and how the Lord used him to, 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 to work in that church. And he's been talking to them about not uh, thinking more of, of Apollos or Paul or, or, or Peter, not putting them up on pedestals and saying one is better than the other, and just talking to them about servanthood and, 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 and about being a steward and just being, a God, you know, being someone who's ministering in the name of Jesus Christ. And really, he's, he's, he's setting the tone now of talking to them about things that are going on in the church. You know, Corinthians is a, is, a, is, a, is a letter of instruction, a letter of correction. And he's getting down to the nitty-gritty here. He's really he's, he's going to come down on the, in the fifth chapter and talk to them about what's going on in the church. And the title is Immorality Rebuked. He's rebuking the immorality in the church that's going on. And he says in the, in the first uh, verse, it says, It is actually reported that there is immorality among you. Now, think of this. It's gotten back. Paul's not in Corinth. He's writing this letter from Ephesus. He's, 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 an, he's a, a, across the sea from, 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 from Greece in what we now know as Turkey. You know, it's it was it's it's called Galatia back then, but he's writing to 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 the city of Corinth, to the church in Corinth from Ephesus. So the word has actually gotten back to him now that something's going on in the church that's just not right. It says it's been reported to him that there is immorality among them in the church. It's gotten back to Paul that something is very wrong. Something is going on in the church. People are talking about it. The word got back to him already. And says, an immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles. He's comparing them to Gentiles. People who don't know, who wouldn't know the, the, the ordinance of God, who wouldn't know uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments, or wouldn't have the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even the Gentiles, the non-Jews, would condemn what's going on in the church. 
even Gentiles who wouldn't know right from wrong. I mean, uh, you know, the, he's, he's, he's comparing them to non-Christians. You know, even the non-Christians, even Gentiles, wouldn't put up with what's going on in the church. And what's going on? That someone has his father's wife. Somebody is living with their father's wife. Now, so, so what's going on here? What's going on is this, this man's uh, mother probably passed away. She probably died, and his father remarried. And most likely now the father has died, and he's taken up living with his stepmother. So this is immoral. Paul is saying this is not right. This should not be among you. It says, but you, in the second verse, but you have become arrogant. You have not mourned instead, so that the one who has done this deed would be removed from your midst. It says, you become arrogant. What's going on here? Why are you not mourning over this situation? So that this person would know what he's doing is wrong. You know, uh, the, 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 the word arrogant, you've become arrogant. It means puffed up, pride, haughty. They, they, they think of themselves better than they are. They're, they're think, they think themselves spiritual because they're not dealing, well, we're not going to deal with this. We're just going to leave them to God or whatever they're thinking. They're puffed up. They're proud that they're not, and they're not, you know, they think they're being spiritual by doing nothing about this sin. And they're proud of it. They're arrogant. They're puffed up. They think they're, they're, they're doing something great. But Paul sees it very differently. This is a major sin and can't remain in the church, Paul is saying. It must be dealt with. Sin, when seen, when known, must be dealt with. It says, for I, on my part, though absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this as though I were present. For Paul, this is a no-brainer. Really? This is what's going on among you? You're allowing this in the church? You're allowing this man to live with his father's wife? This is not, you know, I don't have to be there to tell you that this is wrong. Nobody should have to be there. You should know that this is wrong. You should know that this can't be put up with. I've already judged him, and I'm not even there in your presence. I'm not there in body, but I'm there in spirit. The same spirit that lives in Paul lives in them, and they should know the way Paul knows that this is not right. There is right and wrong, and this is very wrong. It's an abomination. An abomination, if you, if you look up the word, it's a thing that causes disgust. This should cause them disgust. This should be dealt with immediately. It says in the fourth verse, In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I wish you in spirit... Let me start again in the fourth verse. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now this sounds terrible, it sounds severe, but it's not. Paul is inspired by the Holy Spirit uh, and, and telling them what they need to do. They are commanded to call this what it is. It is sin. It's an abomination. You can't be God's church and allow such a thing to remain. They are commanded to give him over to his sin, over to Satan, not for his spiritual destruction, 
but for his physical body destruction so that his spirit might be saved. And in doing so, you know, in doing so, what they're doing is they're allowing him, they're calling him out for, for what he's doing, that his body might be destroyed. Even if he was to, even if the Lord was to allow him to die in the flesh, that his spirit might be saved. And, 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 and God allows this sometimes. Sometimes God allows a person to, 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 to die like this so that, so that they won't go on sinning like this and that, they, that, they, they, that their spirit would be saved to cause them to, 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 to stop what they're doing in order that they wouldn't go any further, deeper into their sin. You know, letting them go on like this is the worst thing they could do. And, G, and, and Paul is telling them this. He's saying, in the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled and I with you in spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have decided to deliver such a one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Yes, the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus, that he might repent. That he might repent. Give him over to Satan so that he would repent, so that he wouldn't go on like this. And even, it's just... This is the worst thing they could do, is to just let this go on the way it is. It says, your boasting is not good. Look what it says in the Living Bible. What a terrible thing it is that you are boasting about your purity, and yet you let this sort of thing go on. He goes on to say, do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? And what it says in the the, the, the Living Bible, the way the Living Bible translates, don't you realize that if even one person is allowed to go on sinning, soon all will be affected. If they were to do nothing, what kind of example are they setting for the rest of the church? For the rest of the church. This 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 cancer is gonna grow. This sin is not gonna stay where it's at. It's gonna if it continues, it will spread to the rest of the church. As well, if if he did that and nobody said anything, well, why can't I do this? Well, it's it's just it's a cancer that's going to grow, and Paul knows it. He says, you know, whenever you see uh, leaven talked about in the Bible, it's talking about sin. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. If you don't do something about this, and this one person gets away with it, what kind of example are you giving to the church? It's going to affect the whole church. Everyone's going to be affected by this. Everyone's going to get the wrong idea that you can go on sinning, and it's okay. The church will say nothing. The church will do nothing. And don't we see that today in the church? Don't we see a watered-down gospel sometimes? You know, in the, in the name of love and unity, so much compromise, so many things are, are, are accepted in the church that should not be accepted in the church. And Paul is saying, don't accept this sin. Don't accept this person among you. Clean out, in, in verse 7, clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. You are you are you you are cleansed. You are you you are cleansed. You are forgiven from sin. You can't call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ, and still live in your old ways. Get rid of the old ways, the old ways of the flesh. Paul is saying, and start living in the new ways of the Spirit. You know, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation." The old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. Get rid of the old leaven. Get rid of the, the, the old sin in your life. Don't allow that, that old leaven, that old sin to stay there because it's going to spread, and it's going to get worse. 
You know, sin begets sin. You allow a little bit, and a little, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and by, but before you know it, it's out of control. It's out of control. Just give, just give Satan the uh, 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 an inch, and he'll take your life. Just, just let the, just let that door crack open a little bit for Satan, and he'll get into your house. Paul says, "Clean out the old leaven, so that you may be a new lump, just as you are." in fact, unleavened. You can't call yourself a Christian and be in your old ways at the same time. You can't be a follower of Christ and a follower of the flesh at the same time. It's just not going to work. Paul continues to say, For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread, of sincerity and truth. Again, I'll read from the Living Bible. It says, Christ, God's Lamb, has been slain for us, so let us feast upon Him and grow strong in the Christian life, leaving entirely behind us the cancerous old life with all His hatreds and wickedness. Let us feast instead upon the pure bread and honor and sincerity and truth. Well, my brothers and my sisters, unfortunately, our time has run out. And what a way to to end 2017. Get rid of 2017. Get rid of the old leaven. Get rid of the old ways. Get rid of the old life. And be new in Christ. As we start this new year, let's start this new year in a newness of, of sincerity, in a newness of truth. In a newness of honor, like Paul says here, let us feast instead upon the pure bread of honor, sincerity, and truth. Let us obey Christ. Let us follow Christ. Let us seek Christ with all our hearts in this new coming year. Yes, it's a new year, and we can start off anew. For if anyone be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. I encourage you, seek him with all your heart. For he's seeking you. He's desiring you. Well, like I said, oh, we want to pray for Joe, for God to open his eyes and bring him back to God. So, Father, we just pray for Joe before we go off the air, and we ask your blessing upon him that you would bring him back, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's the end of our show tonight. I hope you'll join us next year. Next uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, we'll be back here preaching the gospel and seeking the Lord in prayer. We'll be out Friday nights in Arcadia, so join us there. Jean Dunchi, Mekastum in Devlesa. God bless you. Good night and happy and blessed New Year.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.